1: Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage.
0: I had an argument with a friend of mine today on uh, my support for sending federal police, which is what DHS is, into Portland to suppress domestic terrorism. Now, he said, but what what happens if Biden wins and Biden uses federal police in unmarked cars without badges to arrest you? I said, well, why would I be arrested? I said, they're breaking the law. They're trying to burn down federal buildings. Do you know that these leftist scum... Lock the doors, sandbag the doors to a federal building and try to burn it down while the uh, DHS officers were inside. So you say, then the argument went to this, which is, well, he said, what about uh, city police and state police? I said, they've been neutered, they've been neutralized. This is how a civil war was started by the left. First, they neutralized the police. The damn governor of Oregon is a communist himself, he's doing nothing. So what do you expect Donald Trump to do? So I 100% support using heavily armed U.S. agents on city streets, unmarked, no badges. And the reason being is they're committing domestic terrorism. Do you know that these rat bum, vegan scum in Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, you name it, they're doing what Al-Qaeda tried to do in this country? Do you know that? But instead of knocking a plane out of the sky and setting buildings on fire. They're just setting buildings on fire. And by the way, have you noticed they're wearing military-grade, shall I say, equipment, shields, military-grade shields and masks, these little girls, these college girls. These girls are running around with the vegan boys setting the cities on fire. The city won't do anything to stop it. State won't do anything to stop it. And Trump has an obligation to protect federal property and save lives. It is legal, 100% legal. Federal authorities can enforce federal laws on federal property, such as the courthouse in downtown Portland. Are you listening to me? So now you get the communist professors who call themselves liberals, such as Michael Dorff, A professional of constitutional law at Cornell University in an interview with the Associated Press said, well, the idea that there's a threat to a federal courthouse and the federal authorities are going to swoop in and do whatever they want to do without any cooperation and coordination with state and local authorities is extraordinary. Outside the context of a civil war, says the professor at Cornell. How can they get cooperation and coordination with state and local authorities when there are no authorities? There are only terrorists. Both at the city and state level. Not to be outdone is the communist mayor of New York who's destroyed a once great city. This bum, this rat, this mook, this all around evil bad guy, De Blasio, goes on to MSNBC, which should be shut down, by the way, because it's a propaganda channel for terrorism. And listen what he says in clip number three. This is De Blasio, 333. Three, three. I still believe in the rule of law in this country, and we would go to court immediately. I believe what the president is doing is unconstitutional. Let's stop right there. I thought that quote He believes in the rule of law, yet he lets gangs roam New York, beating people up with clubs, burning down stores. There is no law in New York City, you rat bum, you. He believes in the rule of law in this country, and we'd go to court to go to... You could take your court and shove it. And by the way, when the ACLU runs in their NYU and Columbia lawyers... To to protect the vegans who are burning the city down? Here's what I say. Send the ACLU lawyers to Cuba with them so they can do a better job of preparing their briefs. All right, you don't want to call on it? That's okay. I don't care. I'm used to it already. I'll give you the phone number. It doesn't matter whether you call or not. I know what I believe. That's all that matters. I have strong beliefs. And uh, I've given you my strong belief. But here's another one. Of course, the phone number's out there for your entertainment. It doesn't mean anything anymore. As you well know, talk radio has no meaning whatsoever. On one channel, you have Mickey Mouse on laughing gas, pretending to be a conservative. Look at his background. You'll see who he really is. Then on the other channel, you have fill-in hosts for the poor man who's dying. And if you thought the the poor man who was dying was a, a clown, listen to the fill-ins. I don't know where they're getting them from. So I realized talk radio is largely dead. But I'll continue to try to send out messages from the crypt of talk radio by asking yet another question. Here's another question from the crypt of talk radio. Are you ready? Because here we go. Because I uh, tweeted it, and boy, did I get hammered by fools. They don't even understand what a question is anymore. And I really mean this one. Is it time to eliminate the presidency ruled by one person and have a triumvirate leadership for the sake of national harmony? I meant it as a serious question because I frankly think that the, the model that was established by the founding fathers has proven to be a completely irrelevant model. It doesn't work anymore. I know that this is a, a war cry for those of you who think you're constitutionalists, but the Constitution was written at a time that this was a small, homogenous nation, very small, very homogeneous. It was not the polyglot nation of this size, and it's proven to be ineffective, and it doesn't work. We are in gridlock everywhere you turn. I have no idea why I would expect one person, one man from one party to be all-knowing and be able to run this country. It hasn't worked, has it? I haven't seen it work. So you say, well, we already have a triumvirate. We have the executive branch. We have the legislative branch, right? We have the three branches of government, the judicial branch. Yeah, but the executive branch has become so large after FDR that it's disproportionate to the nation's survival. It can't survive. It's way out of whack. We have an imperial presidency. We don't have a a triumvirate whatsoever. Maybe it was set up to be so. But the executive branch is so bloated after Franklin Delano Roosevelt, it greatly expanded, by the way, under Obama, who we can blame for everything wrong in the country. And right now it's not working, is it? You know, I've long thought that this winner-take-all system that we have is flawed. I long thought that you have the two parties running against each other, that the winner should be president and the runner up, the loser, should be vice president. There would be less division in the nation, wouldn't there be? Right now, there's such hatred because one party wins, the other party loses. So the party that loses then makes believe that they're the downtrodden, like Nancy Pelosi, one of the richest women in the world, making believe she's a downtrodden minority in the gutters of San Francisco, behind her gates and her armed guards, making believe she's down with the people who are burning and looting. It doesn't work, it's a fraud. The whole thing is a fake. The system is broken. It doesn't work. We're all screaming it's broken. We all want peace and harmony in the nation, and we're not getting it. How is Biden going to give us what we want? Let's turn it around. So Trump loses, Biden wins, and then what happens? You're going to have peace in the country? Are you people that crazy? We can't afford four to eight more years of this insanity. It's a nightmare. The country is broken. It's bleeding. The Statue of Liberty has been raped by the special interests. The nation can't survive this any longer. We need new thinking. We can't go on with the same old, same old garbage. Dems win, then you have this. Republicans win, then you have that. So what is the answer? The answer might be the old Roman system of the triumvirate. Now, I know Roman history. I know what followed the triumvirate. I know that you're going to say, well, it didn't work. Then it led to a dictatorship. Well, we hear the left saying we have a dictatorship now. Of course, if they won, it wouldn't be a dictatorship, would it? It would be harmonious rule under the hologram in a basement, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a hologram in a basement. He doesn't exist. He's fake. Number one. So if he picks the anti white crusader, Elizabeth Warren, as white as the driven snow, made believe she was an Indian. So you got this white communist woman who hates white men for reasons only her psychiatrist would know. And if she becomes vice president, as is highly likely, Biden won't last six months before they take him away in, uh, with a butterfly net and put him into a bug house. And he starts foaming on himself publicly in a wheelchair, God forbid. He's not lasting. She'll be president. Do you remember her campaign when she was running? Do you remember what her rhetoric was? White males this, white males that, white males are the enemy of society, white males are pigs, white males did this, white males are slave masters, on and on and on. It will create a civil war in the country if that, if that witch should win. So no that's not gonna work either. What is wrong with the triumvirate? Can anyone explain what is wrong with that? I was roundly ripped apart on Twitter by people who can't think some people were smart enough to say I like the idea But it wouldn't work, but the others I'm unfollowing you for daring to ask the question Who what happened to you savage? People can't even think anymore. They just can't think they just don't want to think they're knee-jerk conservatives Which, of course, doesn't exist by definition, because a true conservative wouldn't be a knee-jerk anything. They're just knee-jerk morons, is what it comes down to. They're the ones who listen to uh, Mickey Mouse on Laughing Gas, who's a fake conservative. All he ever was was a lawyer who sent threatening letters. Now, I'm a conservative. I'm a conservative. Day and night. And what are you going to do is say, all you got to do is say founding fathers of the Constitution right away, oh yeah, I really love that guy. What's wrong with you people? Can't you think anymore? So I got two questions. Is it time to end the presidency and bring in a a triumvirate? Do you approve or disapprove of federal troops to stop the Portland domestic terrorists? Now, I want to throw something else out there since I give you more ideas in an opening than you normally get in a week from other talk show hosts because that's the way my mind works, which is COVID. There are more cases than ever. They're not all fake. Yes, they're mild. Most people survive very low mortality rate. All true, right? All true. Very low mortality rate, but a very high rate of infection. In fact, there seems to be a higher infection rate right now than ever. I think, and there's a high possibility that the virus has mutated into a more infectious but less lethal form. And I haven't read that anywhere yet, but then I'm always ahead of the people uh, in the business of uh, medicine because they're not in the medicine of medicine. They're in the politics of medicine. And before they say a word, they have to run it through the the political filter before they tell you anything. But just having studied epidemics for so many years, it looks to me like this virus has in fact become less lethal in time through the time that we have been living with it, but more contagious. That is why so many more people are getting it and getting it over, getting over it so quickly. I have a friend in Miami who tells me the the Florida's hospitals are full. They're overflowing. They're not fake. The respiratory failure. They can't breathe. They they can't breathe. And by the way, there are side effects to the, quote, disease of neurological effects. Why? Why? How many of the people showing neurological effects took hydroxychloroquine? I have warned you now for, what is it, five months, six months with the world's leading authority on the subject? Not someone who just discovered the word hydroxychloroquine, but someone who studied it for 30 years, All of the quinolones are very dangerous. Neurological side effects to HCQ are well established in the literature. But many of you have listened to a dumb talk show host and a fake rabbi from Westchester and think that it's the cure for COVID. It is not the cure. It's a deadly, deadly disease-causing element unto itself. Hydroxychloroquine is a deadly, dangerous drug. Stop
1: being a brainwashed fool. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand.
0: Look, if you listen to my radio show, you know two of the things I'm most passionate about are nutrition and my dog, Teddy. So when I was asked to try Rough Greens with Teddy, a nutritional supplement for dogs, I was interested but skeptical because most dog products are just dead food. There are none of the live nutrients that dogs need like probiotics, enzymes, live vitamins, omega oils, and antioxidants. So when I read the back of the Rough Greens bag, I was shocked. This stuff is loaded with all of the nutrition your dog needs to live a healthy life. Teddy loves it, and I see the difference it makes in them. If you love your dog as much as I love Teddy, you've got to go to roughgreens.com, Slash Savage and get a 14-day jumpstart bag for just 1495. It will give your dog all the live nutrients necessary for their superior health. Your dog trusts you to give them great nutrition. You might not have a Ph.D. in nutrition like I do, but you can trust me when I tell you Rough Greens will be the best thing you've ever done for your furry friend. Go to roughgreens.com slash savage. That's R-U-F-F greens slash savage. Try it now.
1: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast.
0: Uh, welcome. So I, I derive my comfort and some of my knowledge of the world from animals, uh, particularly birds. I've become a tremendous observer of seabirds. I have been for years, but I don't know, lately with COVID and whatever, I'm home a lot. I've been doing my show from home anyway for 20 years. But I I watch the birds, the pelicans, particularly now. They're my favorite. There's something so heart-renderingly noble about birds to begin with. And I watch flocks of pelicans, and I've noticed something. None of them retain the lead of the flock for any length of time. If you watch pelicans fly, they all take the leadership role. They keep switching point. And there's two reasons for this from my point of view. One is because the point in a flock is the one with the most wind resistance, as in an airplane. The plane in front usually has more air resistance than the plane behind it and so it's less energy for them to keep shifting point number 1 but it's also a survival technique developed over millions of years so that if the lead pelican at the time gets killed or dies any of the other pelicans can be the leader of the flock and the flock will not you know go amiss and yet here in america and in many nations on earth we still count on a single person to be the all-knowing genius leader who will get us through every crisis imaginable. When has that ever been true? George Washington was on that level. That was about it. But since George Washington, have we really had one leader who was able to really speak for the nation and lead the nation correctly and adequately? That's why I've said, why not a triumvirate? A triumvirate leadership would answer a lot of problems we're having. Then they couldn't say, Trump did this, Trump did that, Trump's ruining the country. I don't think Portland would be burning if we had a triumvirate. And that leads me to another question, which was a question I asked last night. I sent an open tweet to former Governor Jerry Brown, former Mayor Willie Brown, Arnie Schwarzenegger, William J. Clinton, and other liberal Democrats. I said, you all made your fortunes and fame here, owing to the founding principles we all enjoy, yet you sit saying nothing as the leftist fascists, Burn, loot, destroy our beautiful monuments, our city centers. Do you think this will get that brain-dead hologram Biden into the White House? Is this why you say nothing to the zeros on the left? You are their elders, supposedly their leaders, uh, Arnie, Willie, and Jerry. Say something. Eventually, they will get you. And, of course, they're already doing it. They're not protesting. They're acting as the anarchists have always acted, just to destroy. When are you people going to finally figure out these are not just kids who are protesting peacefully? They are domestic terrorists. They have one goal in mind, which is to smash the society and bring it down. Their symbol is that of smashing society to bring it down. Do you understand that? They have hijacked whatever was good of the Black Lives Matter movement. Don't, but don't get me started on the Black Lives Matter movement because I know who the founders are. The Black Lives Matter movement under, its, under itself has become a problem for America. Yes, you heard me. Of course we want equality and fairness for all races. But we already have it, for God's sakes. I've had it up to my neck with the big lie. You know how many jobs have had stolen from me because I'm a white male? Do You know how many positions were not given to me because I'm a white male? How much more equality do you really want? You don't want equality. What you want is superiority under the guise of equality. I know the whole story. I've lived it for the last 50 years. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Why am I not enjoying my summer? Well, there is no summer. The summer has been stolen from us by Antifa and by the other left-wing terrorists, such as the mayors who are permitting these terrorists to burn our cities, loot our cities, attack federal Uh, Buildings. There is no summer. Now, you could argue they're doing it because they want mayhem in order to get the hologram in a basement into the White House so Elizabeth Warren can be the dictator. I'm not so sure that that's the reason. Now, we read that the Oregon Attorney General, whoever that is, another left wing fanatic, filed a lawsuit last week arguing that the federal government had violated the rights of citizens of the state by detaining people without probable cause. What do you mean without probable cause? They're burning buildings down, you ass. The American Civil Civil Liberties Union, by the way, which is another terrorist organization with law degrees, the ACLU also sued, listen to this, seeking to stop the federal government from using rubber bullets, tear gas, and acoustic weapons against journalists and other legal observers. You know what a journalist is to the ACLU? It's a schmuck with a, video, a camera in his hand. A legal observer, you know what that is to them? A moron who has a camera in her hand and sends it to the ACLU. So they're part of the rioters. Oh, I'm a journalist. Since when does that give you protection to claim you're a journalist when you're part of the burners? These and other legal actions could force the federal agents to change tactics or perhaps downsize their mission in the city. No, Donald Trump, don't weaken. I want more troops in Portland. I want the city flooded with federal troops. I want all the scum off the streets. I want them detained and sent to Guantanamo. And then, then I want you to send the ACLU lawyers down for a Cuban vacation so they can better depose their clients in the beautiful sun of Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. The sun is great down there, I hear. And all these ACLU lawyers are pasty-faced anyway from all the years behind uh, their keypads, filing false lawsuits against American American values. So I would say they would enjoy their Cuban vacation. Enough is enough. Stop being a fool about this. The fact of the matter is the city is burning. They're not protesting anymore. It has nothing to do with the death of uh, George. Nothing to do with the death of a black man at the hand of a cop. It is the anarchist movement, And if you study the anarchist movement, they have always destroyed things. They don't build anything. They don't stand for anything. They just want to destroy society. And that's what they're doing. Take a look at who's doing it. It's not even African-Americans behind it. It's 99% skinny white vegans in paramilitary uniforms and gear attacking federal police, trying to lock them in buildings and set them on fire. You know, enough is enough. Most Americans, even Democrats, want law and order. I can't imagine that there are too many people in Portland, Oregon, who support these vermin. In fact, if they do support the vermin, they are the vermin. Don't tell me about moms against police. They're as much a mom as a... Don't get me started on those moms. Did you take a look at them? They're the reason these rat bums are doing this in the streets. Their mothers brainwashed them into hating the country. The mothers are no better than they are. Since when does having a baby? Since when does bearing a child exonerate you from a crime? When when was that written into the Constitution? By producing these bums in the streets and brainwashing them into burning buildings down and trying to kill people doesn't make them a mom. It makes them a, a collaborator in the terrorism. So I think that it's a given that the largest majority of Americans, and I would say all Americans except the extremists, approve of Donald Trump sending federal troops into Poland to stop the domestic terrorists from uh, causing harm to people and property. Now, I know my other question is a little more uh, obtuse. Is it time to eliminate the presidency ruled by one person, have a triumvirate leadership for the sake of national harmony? That's off. Most people can't even answer the question. They think that it's an attack on the Constitution. It's against the founding fathers. Uh, suddenly they see men in wigs as saints. There were no saints, most of these founding fathers. You know, I love the left wing, excuse me, the fake conservatives on the right who hold up the founding fathers as some far-seeing geniuses. They knew more than that. They were just men. They were large landowners, Okay, They were just men who were smart. And most of them were very brave. They weren't better than you and I. They couldn't think better than I could. So they wrote the Constitution. Oh, great, great document. Is it still working? How good is the Constitution if the ACLU can take it and twist it into defending domestic terrorists? What good is a Constitution that a bum with a law degree can use it to let a city burn? Tell me how good the Constitution is. What good is it if they're shredding it? You know, I've known them for years what they do. I met this type in school. They were usually the worst types that went to law school. Not all lawyers are like this. The worst type of lawyer went into the ACLU. The worst type went into the National Lawyers Guild. The worst type. The ones who had a malevolence towards their fellow citizens. The ones who had psychological damage done to them at birth or by their parents usually became the most malicious, malevolent left-wing lawyers imaginable. And they are like serial killers with a law degree. They kill everything of value in this nation under the guise, I am protecting the Constitution. I am simply protecting the Uh, The Constitution, they're not protecting anything. They have fought everything of value in this nation for over 70 years. In fact, if Donald Trump wins a second term, I would hardly advise that he create, and I've said it before, this is nothing new. Don't be so shocked. We need a new House of Un-American Activities Committee. I wouldn't call it UAC, though, because it has connotations that have been destroyed and distorted by the vermin in the media. I would call it the House on American Activities. I would turn it around the way the Democrats turn everything around. And I would have a committee investigate the ACLU. And when they're uncovered to have received money from foreign sources uh, to destroy America, whatever those foreign sources may be, they should also be, let us say, taken apart, their assets seized. This also goes for many, many other groups. And I listed them all in a previous book. But then again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get behind myself. I just want to be myself and if you care to call myself, the phone number is 855 That is the phone number on these two questions. Do you approve of federal troops in Portland to stop domestic terrorists? Is it time to eliminate the presidency ruled by one person? Have a triumvirate leadership for the sake of national harmony. Now my open tweet to Jerry Brown, Willie Brown, Schwarzenegger, Clinton and other so-called liberal Democrats. Can anyone answer this question? Why are there no voices from any Democrat to stop the anarchists from burning our cities? Why? I'll tell you why, because they're not that smart. They're clever, they're dangerous, they're vicious, but they're not that smart. Do they actually think that more mayhem is going to get the hologram in a basement into the White House? And then they too can have all the parties that they've ever dreamed of with all of the pomp and circumstance of the federal uh, budget behind them? Is that what they're dreaming about? Their own parties in the White House? Is that all they want? Their own power to award contracts and grants to their cronies? Don't they have enough right now with the congressional power that they are abusing? Haven't they had enough money stolen under the PPP program to their own families? Is there no end to their greed? Why doesn't Schwarzenegger say one word? Why doesn't Clinton say one word? Why doesn't Willie Brown say one word? Do you realize what they are doing, these left-wing fanatics? They went to the house of a terrorist-loving mayor in Oakland, Libby Schaff. She cooperated with gangs a while ago and told him when the federal agents were to come to break up gangs. Libby Schaff is a certified left-wing fanatic, and she thought she was protected from the mobs by being so. But that didn't stop them from going outside her house and defacing it with spray paint and demanding that she do this and she do that. Why? Because she wasn't radical enough. The same is true for all of the, quote, Democrat liberals. First, when they came for Donald Trump, you didn't raise your voice because you hate Donald Trump. When they came for Republicans, you didn't raise your voice because you're not a Republican. When they came for independence, you didn't raise your voice because you're not an independent. And then when they came to your house with the spray paint and the firebombs, there was no one left to defend you, Jerry, Willie, Arnie, and William. Do you understand that you have to step in? You have to control these mobs. You have to step in and do the right thing for America and for your own safety. Home of Borders, Language, Culture, The Savage Nation. From Portland to the Portland in one generation. It's time to deport these people to Guantanamo. Uh, We all want U.S. citizens protected by the U.S. Constitution. We all want state and local governments to take care of law enforcement. But when you have a mayor of Portland, Oregon, this Ted Wheeler who is a terrorist himself, when you have a governor who is on the side of the terrorists... And they are threatening to burn down the city every night. They're threatening to, and trying to burn down the Justice Center, which houses 400 inmates, protected now by federal police. You're talking about attempted homicide, attempted murder. 55 nights in a row or something like that. While our governor of Oregon bans gatherings of more than 10 people and makes them wear masks, he lets Antifa and BLM rioters congregate in any number, start fires and try to burn down buildings and then say, oh, Trump is the evil one. Trump uh, is against law and order in the country. We're going to go to court to stop Trump. Why did not he go to court to stop the the, the looters or the burners? Because he is part of the problem, not part of the solution. Yes, the vermin in the streets may be U.S. citizens, but they're still acting as terrorists do. In fact, they are doing more mayhem than Al-Qaeda could have done in its heyday. That is why DHS is exactly the right agency to take care of this job. The Department of Homeland Security was created specifically to protect life and property within this nation from terrorists, were they not? What would you call these people with military-grade shields and body armor and weapons, by the way, what would you call them? Peaceful protesters? Have you not seen them setting these buildings ablaze? Did you know they locked the doors, blocked the doors to the federal uh, uh, city center, the justice center, and tried to set it on fire while there were people inside? Do you understand who they are? Do you understand what they are doing? You know, the real question is, where did they all come from so fast? How did so many of these malcontents get so organized and grow in such numbers In such a short period of time is the real question. Who is funding them? Well, there's an answer to that question as well. And when DHS, through the lawyers behind the scenes, finds out who is funding these movements, traces the money, and finds out who is funding them, then you'll have an answer to the problem. This is the Savage Nation. Any questions? Do you approve or disapprove of sending federal troops to stop the Portland Uh, domestic violence. There's a possibility the virus is mutated in a more infectious form. Uh, I've asked politicians who made their fame and fortune here why they're saying nothing, why they're letting the fascists burn the city to the ground. I've talked not yet about the BLM organization, which is a gigantic scam. It is an organized crime operation to a certain extent, and they're enriching the founders of the BLM movement, whether you know it or not. Did you know that the BLM activists are saying white men are the common enemy and they need to be gotten rid of? Do you understand they're calling for genocide? I know that if you say black uh, lives movement, you're supposed to go dead silent and fall to your knees and beg for forgiveness. But when they're calling for your genocide, I beg to differ with you.
1: The Westwood One Podcast Network. and now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation. Home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times bestselling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. First of all, as a former federal prosecutor, I know that if resources are brought in to augment existing federal infrastructure under the control and direction of a local U.S. attorney, there might be a value add. But look at what's happened in Portland. What we have there is no advance notice to the local authorities, no notice to the local U.S. attorney's office, and having these um, armed camouflage individuals with no insignia on, no nameplates, grabbing people off the street, that's unconstitutional.
0: All right. Well, that's the loser, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, whoever that is. That's a Chicago mayor who has let the city be reduced, basically, to a lawless mass. People are dying in droves. In fact, at a funeral, I think yesterday, 11 people were shot. President Trump spoke minutes ago saying he's going to send in uh, federal law enforcement to Chicago. I hope he sends law enforcement to San Francisco uh, and the other cities that are now ruled by lawless mayors. All of these mayors have something in common, which is they're all anti-American to their core and they all wrap themselves now in the Constitution and they say democracy is at stake and I'm not going to let anybody uh, take our country away from us. Meanwhile, their cities are drenched in blood and I can guarantee you, as I am speaking here on the Savage Nation 90% of minorities in these cities would welcome federal law enforcement in their cities. It's the communist leadership that doesn't want them. And that is why Trump is doing exactly the right thing. He will send in police because the police in these cities, while able to do their job, have been neutralized by the vermin in the government and the vermin in the media who have turned the police into the criminals, Allowing the criminals to run wild in the streets. So it brings us right back to the question I began the show with. Do you approve of federal troops, I said in Portland, to stop the domestic terrorists? Now most of you who are calling, of course, agree with me. We would expect that. Some of you are deluded into thinking that these are just college kids who have been protesting now for 60 some odd nights. They're not college kids who are protesting. These are hardcore anarchists the anarchist movement goes way back and if you study it the anarchists do not want anything in particular other than to dismantle and to destroy they don't build they have no plan all they want to do is burn things and destroy things and when you have the local police who in the past would have controlled them neutralized and neutered both by the so-called mayors and governors uh, who can't do their jobs any longer And by the way, I know many police who have told me off the record they're no longer going out on call unless they are dispatched. Yes, you heard me right. They've said to me, Mike, I have been advised by my supervisors to not go out on a proactive basis, and if we see a crime, do nothing. They're afraid of going to jail themselves because of the psychotic climate in this country against police. What do you expect the president of the United States to do when you have a group of vermin, Putting sandbags in front of a door in a federal building while there are people inside and then trying to set the building on fire. What do you expect Donald Trump to do? Do nothing? So yes, he's doing the right thing, and it's long overdue for Governor Jerry Brown, former mayor Willie Brown, former Governor Arnie Schwarzenegger, former President Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton and other so-called leaders of the Liberal Democrat establishment. They have to step up and say, we back Trump 100 percent, because they will be next. They will be next. If they can march through St. Louis, break down the gate to a private community. And then, you know that story, of course, a law-abiding couple brandishes their weapons on the balcony of their own home when the mob says, we're going to occupy your house, kill your dogs, eat your food, take over your house. Didn't shoot the gun, but brandished in order to warn off the, the, the rioters who are marching through a private community, no less. And then the local prosecutor put there by George Soros's money, the most evil, evil, imaginable man on the planet, who comes here as an emigre from Europe, he escapes Hitler, and then spends his fortune trying to dismember the United States of America, according to my analysis. This man is either mentally ill or something beyond that. Why does he put in prosecutors who would prosecute a law-abiding law abiding Uh, husband and wife in their own home? Why would he do that? What is George Soros thinking? Does he not think that he is also not subject to the mobs? I don't know what he's thinking. I can't think through evil like this. My mind doesn't work like that. But I've asked you the question, and it's a big question. It's not going away. It just got bigger. When President Trump spoke minutes ago, saying he's going to send in more Uh, Law enforcement, I agree with him a thousand percent. He has no option, by the way. We can't let these cities burn any longer. We can't let people run around with guns in Chicago shooting people at a funeral with impunity. It can't go on. And it's all because of mayors like Lightfoot herself or the mayor in San Francisco or the mayor in Oakland or the mayor in New York who have empowered these mobs to give them basically protexia and go wild in the streets. It's time for law and order to be restored to this nation. And when you see a mayor like Ted Wheeler of Portland, Oregon, and you look at his history, what you realize is he was no better than these street thugs himself. He's a street thug who cleaned up his act and ran for office. That's how he became the mayor. He got the mobs behind him to motivate uh, the voters out there. Portland, Oregon is out of control, there's no representation. The city is burning. Now, let's go to the root of some of these problems. We now have a Black Lives Matter movement where it's a sacred cow. If you say one word, you lose your job, you lose your radio show. Uh, You can't say one word about them, even though we know that the founders are reaping millions of dollars for themselves. We also know that the two founders are hardcore Marxists. They admitted on tape themselves. Well, here you have a tape from a BLM activist who says white men are the common enemy. We need to get rid of them. Are you listening? I want you to listen not to clips 12 and 13, but let's go right to clip 14 so you hear the real face of the Black Lives Matter movement. Listen carefully.
1: Uh, We need to address the fact that, you know, all of these groups of people, the issues they face, it all comes from the same people, white men. So we need to get rid of them. (laughs) Um, I mean, how we do that, eat them, you know, kill the rich.
0: And that's cute now. I don't know whether she's a transgender BLM activist. There's an interesting element here that so many violent radicals from the transgender movement have latched on to the BLM movement. I don't know how that works. Is there an African-American listening to this show who is actually a Black Lives Matter uh, organizer? Or a member can tell me how your organization has aligned itself with these radical, crazy people who wrap themselves in a dress and are biologically a man, and somehow think, therefore, they can say and do anything with impunity under the guise of the protection of gender identity, or gender, really specifically, it's not gender identity. It's sort of a gender misidentity, is what it really is. Everybody understands that. There's a confusion there where a man says I'm really a woman inside I've been a woman all my life so I'm going to dress and act as a woman. Okay, in America I guess you can do anything you want, but you don't get to say we need to eliminate white men because you wear a dress and your and your body is that of a man. I'm sorry. That's called genocide. It leads to very bad things. And yet they've taken over a good portion of the rhetoric of the Black Lives Matter movement. How does that How did that happen? How did that happen? How did the LGBT Crowd, get control of the BLM movement. Can anyone explain this to me? Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. They're saying the systems that they use are capitalism, patriarchy, patriarchy, and fascism. Listen to clip 13 if you think I'm making this up. Listen to this now.
1: And uh, and the systems that they use are capitalism, patriarchy, and fascism. They were created and perpetuated by white men for white men in the interest of white men.
0: Are you listening to this? And once
1: we realize that we're all fighting the same fight, it just strengthens the army. A problem shared is a problem halved. Imagine if we all realized and came together and grouped together.
0: How has... Uh, the transgender movement hijacked the BLM movement. This is a real interesting question, how this has happened. And how have they decided that the very economic system that has given these people the power to shoot off their foul mouths called capitalism, and the very system called patriarchy, which saved this nation from Adolf Hitler, is not in fact fascism, it's the opposite. Fascism is what they are doing many people are confused when I call the left-wing fascist. They say how is that possible? You have your terms mixed up. No, I don't if you study the word fascism it comes from the word fascia which is a reference to the small sticks that were used by the Police if you want to call them that in the Roman era to control the population That's what fascism is using force to control the people Are you going to argue that burning buildings down and looting, smashing in windows, throwing bricks is not the very definition of what fascism is? Think very carefully and you'll find out that your brain is twisted, not mine. The Savage Nation.
1: It's savage on demand. The tactics that the Trump administration are using on the streets of Portland are abhorrent. People
0: are being literally scooped off the street into unmarked vans, rental cars. Apparently, uh, they are uh, being denied probable cause. Probable cause. Here we due go. Process. They due don't know process. Due process. Here we go. Them into the vans. Right, that's, People the the, that's the head of the street terrorists, so-called Mayor Ted Wheeler, who has denied the citizens of Portland probable cause by permitting the vermin to burn loot and attack them. He is denied due process to the citizens of Portland by permitting the anarchists to run wild in the streets. And so-called Mayor Ted Wheeler is actually the head of the terrorists, who I call domestic terrorists. And Trump is 1,000% right because this mayor has the, I should say, neutralized the police. Let's be polite about it. But let's not be polite about liberalism being a mental disorder. This just came out And I'm going to read exactly what it says. I'm not making up one word for effect. Use glory holes for safe sex. Canadian CDC approved. It's a true story. It just was published in TMZ. And they say the glory holes could be the key to having safe sex during the coronavirus pandemic, at least according to Canada's top experts. We realize that they're not on the same level as our beloved Dr. Anthony Fraudy. uh, But they're advising you to use glory holes as part of a safe sex strategy. Can you believe that this is what this, the whole West is melting down. It is the death of the West, really. It's not just limited to this city or that city or Canada or England or France or Germany. It's the death of the West, by the way. You say, well, you're talking about the problems. What's the solution? You know, you study history and you find out that there's always a solution to a problem. And also what moves left then moves right. What moves right, then moves left. This pendulum is going to swing so far to the right that the leftists will fall off the scale altogether and either be deported or put in prison for up to 20 years for the destroying federal property. That's what's coming. And then you'll see a stop to this violence. Once you see harsh jail sentences for the moms and the dads who are encouraging their misbegotten youth to... Uh, conduct such terrorism in the cities. Then suddenly you'll see the haircuts and the clean clothing come out as they suddenly dummy up, straighten out and, 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 and fly straight. How many years have I said to you, a bird needs two wings to fly, a left wing and a right wing? But when a bird is only flapping with one wing, a left wing, what happens is the bird flies in circles and crashes to earth. Portland has crashed to earth. San Francisco has crashed to earth. Chicago, New York, Seattle, every city ruined by a left wing bird, which has no right wing left because they're so clever, they destroy the opposition party. Every one of those dictatorships has resulted in a bird that's crashed to the ground. Nature abhors a vacuum and nature always corrects a vacuum. It will be corrected. You're going to see things that you won't believe in the very near future. And I want to go ahead with you for a moment. And I don't want to get ahead of myself or ahead of the show because we have so many great topics already in play, which is the troops, the troops, uh, etc. Which is, I have told friends, and I don't have many. I call friends. I mean important, serious people who I speak to, which are very few and far between. Maybe I can count three of them on one hand, four of them top. That you've seen nothing yet after the election. It does not matter who wins. See, it really doesn't matter who wins. We are going to move into a Great Depression in early 2021. There is no stopping it. The government, meaning both parties, are printing money faster than the presses can run the money. The value of your currency has depreciated by approximately, my guess, 15 to 20 percent since the coronavirus uh, bailouts began. I call them anything you want. Good luck to you if you took it. It's your business, not mine. We know that every politician who could cashed in on it. And anyone who could grab the money, grab the money. Or even the, the so-called constitutionalists. You see how many so-called talk show hosts with fake universities took millions of dollars? How did they get up the next day? Well, I believe in the Constitution. I believe in limited government. And I don't believe in welfare. Meanwhile, they re- jumped over the hedge with their greasy palms out to grab as much money that they could. All the Dennis Prager's of the world, whoever the hell he is. He's one of them. He's not all of them. There's so many of them, it's frightening. Like pigs... At the barnyard feast, they took every dollar they could get. Then they went back on the air the next day. I believe in conservative values, the founding fathers, limited government. This country can't survive this. So much money has been printed. Currency has been devalued by 15% roughly. After the election and after these bums running both parties print even more money, there is going to be a meltdown and a crash, in my estimation, akin to the Great Depression, if not greater. I do not know how we can avoid long bread lines when there are already food lines wrapped around the block, but we're not seeing it in the media, are we? Lines miles long in some states for food. We're going to have a great, great depression, not just a great depression. So tighten your belts and get ready for a rough landing. No matter which one wins, it does not matter. Michael Savage, a host like no other. So, you know, when a meltdown starts, when a forest fire starts, if it's not controlled right away, it usually gets worse. So you have Keith Ellison, some kind of, I think he's the attorney general of uh, of the whole state now. He says he doesn't want police officers to respond to rape. He tells women if they're raped, they, not to call police, but to call a uh, psychologist. I'm not making this up. Then we have Prophet Joe Biden, who is now quoting from, uh, uh, the, hadith, from the Muslim tractates. You, you think I'm making this up, right? Here is, here is Prophet Joe speaking in clip 20. Prophet, Prophet Muhammad instructs, whomever among you sees a wrong,
1: let him change it with his hand. If he is not able, then with his tongue. If he is not able, then with his heart.
0: All right, I'll stop right there. So the first thing the Prophet Muhammad taught is you try to change it with your hand, meaning cut someone's head off or the hand off. That's what he meant. Change it with your hand means kill them. That's it. Kill the infidel. So now this moron in the basement takes a piece of the instructions of Islam and doesn't even understand what he's saying. And then he goes on to say he will end the Muslim ban on day one. And he said, end the Racial and Religious Profiling Act. There is no Racial and Religious Profiling Act, none whatsoever. So this demagogue is now pandering to Muslims, telling them not to worry about anything. If he becomes president, he'll end the Muslim ban on day one. What Muslim ban? Trump limited the number of people coming in from largely Muslim nations who were and likely to be terrorists. Not Muslims per se, but those likely to be terrorists. But, you know, the Muslim issue is now a minor issue in America, a very minor issue. And yet it doesn't stop uh, Imam Joe from exploiting the fears of law-abiding Muslims by making them think that they're all being racially profiled, uh, which is certainly not true. We have a bigger problem right now, which is domestic terrorism. The anarchists, the communists, the socialists. All of the, quote, activists who are burning, looting, attacking police, etc., they are our bigger problem. And, of course, all the eyes are on Portland right now and Chicago. The president spoke about an hour ago, 40 minutes ago, saying he's going to send in federal police to get control of these cities because the people themselves want law and order. And I would say to you, I know for a fact, having lived in America long enough, that most Americans really don't identify as Democrat or Republican. What they really want is to be left the hell alone. They want to be able to go out, make a living, take care of themselves and or their family. And they don't really want a government bothering them. They want a government, though, to protect them. But when a Ted Wheeler, a mayor of Portland, refuses to protect them, or in Minneapolis, they de the police and threaten the police, then the mayor is himself aiding and abetting the domestic terrorists when the governor of the state refuses to send in the national guard then he is aiding and abetting the domestic terrorists and when the terrorists go to a federal building and there are people inside uh, and they barricade the doors and try to set the building on fire what would you call that a peaceful protest then you are demented and we have Thank God a president is strong enough to stand up to these mobs. I really don't know where he gets his strength from. As you know, I have met the president face to face on several occasions. In fact, I have to repeat it because most people don't even know. I have people who I run into who I may have here, let's say, to do a, a certain job in my house or whatever. And I say, you do know, they see a picture of me on the wall with Donald Trump in the White House. They say, oh, you know, the president. I, I'm shocked that they don't know that I've been, been honored to be in the White House several times. But more than that. I was honored to fly in Air Force One with the president, not as a passenger in the baggage compartment, but in the flying Oval Office where we discussed, I would say, comedic and serious matters and also shared a hot dog or two together. I know the man. I know what he is like. I don't believe a word of the lies about him. You need to know the man to talk about the man. If you start believing what you read from the Associated Press, then you're nothing but a big dummy because you don't know anything about the man. Nothing. And by the way, that goes for almost every politician. I could reverse this on you. If what you know about a politician is what you read on a left or a right-wing blog or on Twitter, or on Facebook, you know nothing about the person. Because I have found that some so-called left-wing, highly ranked politicians are really good people in their hearts, true human beings. You would never believe it. But I discovered that to be true. And I found out that some so-called constitutional Republicans are con men through and through, grifters through and through, out for every nickel they could steal under the guise of the Constitution. They wrap themselves in the flag and they speak about the Constitution. But they got their hand out and they grab as much money as they can for themselves, whether it's PPP money under three different corporations, you name it so you don't really know people until you know people that's all i could say but when it comes back to law and order there's not a person in america who doesn't want law and order except those who are creating uh dysfunction in america those would be the anarchist movement and those associated with them i don't have the time to go into the history of the anarchist movement right now but all you got to do is google it yourself and you'll see who they have been who they are where it started didn't start here didn't start yesterday Look up the bombing of uh, uh, the Wall Street, uh, the stock exchange of Wall Street. Look up Sacco and Vanzetti. Look up the history of the anarchist movement, both in America and abroad, and you will see how long and hard they've been fighting to destroy civilization itself. I think it began in Italy, but I'm probably, if I remember correctly, it didn't really begin in Italy. It manifested as a disease in Italy, but it began long before that. There have been anarchists around a long time. And the disease now has metastasized as evidenced by what is happening in our cities. I'll give you another example. Forget Portland for one minute. There's a video that someone put up on Twitter that I caught this morning. I put it up on michaelsavage.com that I thought I saw it all, but I didn't see it all. I'm going to go to my own website, michaelsavage.com. I want you to look at it. I want you to find it. It's of a man. I'll call him a man. Here it is. If you're going to San Francisco, don't. There's a man, we'll call him a man, with about a six-foot-long metal bar walking down the street, smashing car windows, not even stealing anything. He looks like a deranged homeless man because he has a garbage bag in his hand. He looks like he belongs in a mental hospital, which he does. But since all of San Francisco has now become an open ward, he actually is in the mental hospital created by... The city fathers and mothers like Dianne Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi. They have created a mental hospital for them. It's just an outpatient ward called the city of San Francisco. The whole city is now an outpatient ward. So there's a picture of a man walking down the street with a six-foot metal bar, smashing in the windows of cars, not robbing anything. You know why he's doing it? Because he's gone to San Francisco with a flower in his hair, but it's not a flower in his hair anymore It began with the Woodstock generation and here is the end of that arc What began under the guise of peace and love and let's drop some acid Let's smoke a doobie uh, Let's have some hash. Let's listen to Jimmy Let's all do it in the road has now metastasized into this nightmare And how did it happen? Because once you lift the restrictions of a society at its root, what you do is you unleash everything, and it all doesn't end up in love and peace. What it ends up is with burning and mayhem. You know, I was studying the Woodstock thing last night. For some reason, I had a book on it. It's a pretty book, the hippie kids, you know, the girls without the braziers and the guys with the jeans. Everyone making believe they're for peace and love and the anti-war. Most of the guys were in it because they just thought they could, you know, have sex, whatever. That the women were loose if they moved their hips to Jimmy at Woodstock. They figured they'd get, you know, whatever they wanted that night. And they did. That's the way it was. Because most of the communist revolution in America was promoted with sex, with free love. It's a funny story. I don't think I ever told it, but it just leads me to a story. I remember, again, when I was a kid, you know, you learn a lot of things when you're young. If you have a So my father, again, uneducated man, but very smart street person, street guy, not a homeless person, a hardworking immigrant. I don't know how we came up to the discussion. I don't know how it even arose. I was in college probably spouting off about socialism or something that I learned from one of the emigre communist professors at Queens College. You know, they escaped Hitler and came here and brought, brought communism to the country. I didn't know they were brainwashing me. I listened to what they taught me about, Dewey and Shmooey and this. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Turns out most of them who were teaching me were, were communists, hardcore communists. They ran from uh, Europe. They brought the poison that they were running away from here. I didn't know when I was a kid. So I started talking about it. I went to my father. So he says, you know, he said back in the 30s when he was young, he said the communists were making big inroads in the country because of the Great Depression. And he said one of the things they used to recruit men was free love. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, they had the women, the communist women, would go down to the meeting halls and basically said they would, he uses a vulgar word, I can't use it on the radio, uh, but you can use the word, the men, in order to convert them into communism and have them sign up. He said, a lot of the guys signed up, didn't even care what they were signing up for. All they know is they had a good time. Have things really changed that much? You're telling you half these dumb college girls who were stoned out of their gourds aren't being used by the people who are running these violent groups to, uh, let us say, recruit for their common cause, which is the destruction of America. Anyway, I get distracted. Uh, All I can say is watch the noble pelicans and compare them with the leftist vermin who are destroying this country. Again, you can learn a lot from animals. They're far, far more advanced than we are. And my love for animals is becoming increasingly important to me in these times. People say, "How do you take this every day?" I, you know, got to tell you, it's like being an oncologist who comes to work every day, and uh, you call it news stories. I would say they're X-rays. I put these X-rays called news stories up on the screen, and I see that the cancer has spread, and it's almost, it's almost incurable. When you have a cancer like we have with this anarchist movement. The communist movement, the hardcore so-called activist movement, they are a cancer. And like all cancers, the cancer must be treated rapidly or it spreads and destroys the entire body. Am I right or wrong? If a doctor tells you you have cancer, tell me what you do. You pray? Well, maybe you pray, but you probably will take chemo. You'll probably take radiation with your screaming about natural medicine, you'll do whatever the doctor tells you to do because you know you have a better chance of survival with Western medicine than than with vitamins alone. Okay, we all know that. Tell me what you would do to stop the anarchists. Tell me how you would do anything different than the greatest social oncologist of our
1: times, Dr. Donald Trump. Home of Borders. Language. Culture. The Savage Nation. America's youth will act responsibly, and we're asking everybody that when you are not able to socially distance, wear a mask, get a mask. Oh. Uh, whether you like the mask or not, uh, they have an impact, they'll have an effect, and we need
0: everything we can get. All right, he, he, he uh, moved on to the masketeers. Everyone's a masketeer now. It's to prevent you from spewing droplets, basically. You, stop you from spewing your droplets is what it comes down to. I go in a supermarket, I gag within a minute, I can hardly breathe. I, I feel like screaming out, I can't breathe, but I'll be confused, you know, like, so I don't say anything. I, I cheat a little bit. How can you shop for more than a few minutes without ta- I pull the mask out so I can breathe. It's impossible to wear these things. I don't know how little children, two, three years old, are going to grow up normally. I don't think they can. I think we have a whole lost generation. I see these poor little children being trained to be afraid of their air they breathe. Can you imagine this generation? of little kids who are afraid of the air that they breathe. Can you imagine the fear this is inducing in our children? Well, anyway, question today was, do you approve of federal troops in Portland to stop domestic terrorists? And the answer is quite simple. Forget the rhetoric of the, of the left wing and the vermin in the media. The buildings are burning. They're trying to kill people in the buildings there. The mayors won't act. The governors won't act. And by the way, it's perfectly legal for a president, whoever it may be, to use federal police to protect federal property it's not even a question and oregon itself it's gone from portland to Deportland portland in one generation at least i think it should become Deportland portland as fast as possible i will begin this show and i will end the show with the same statement yes the president has absolute constitutional authority to use federal police to protect federal property especially when the moronic, terroristic city and state leaders refuse to do so. And when life and property is at stake, the president has no choice. But what are you going to do with all of these anarchists who will be arrested? You know that they're going to be sprung by the ACLU, so that becomes the next problem. You cannot let these, these feral animals out in the street again. You catch them. You got to do exactly what you did with the uh, Muslim terrorists who were caught. You got to isolate them or they'll go back and do it again. This is how they are. Their brains have been warped and wired to destroy. Warped and wired for one thing only, to hurt things and destroy things. You can't let them back on the streets. So what do you do with them? Well, there's an answer to that question as well. We do have a very nice facility in nice, sunny Cuba. It's manned 24-7. They have flat screen TVs hot and cold running water. They get uh, all sorts of meals down there. They could probably give them vegan meals. You can't rehabilitate people. What do you do with them? You isolate them from society or else there will be no society. Let's leave it at that. Now, there was another topic I brought up today, which I really didn't even get to and you didn't call on it. I didn't have time. Is it time to eliminate the presidency itself ruled by a single person? Can't we have a triumvirate for the sake of national harmony. I realize it's a provocative statement. And many of you are, oh, that's crazy. That's so unconstitutional. I know you're going to get all of the the, the, the the squeaky voice. Constitution. You can't have it. It's not in the constitution! constitution. 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 Some people have made more money selling the idea of the Constitution than the founding fathers ever made in writing it. Well, that's just the quirk of modern times. How else do you get a mansion uh, in Florida other than by peddling the Constitution when you didn't write it yourself? Anyway, that's the beauty of America, where the streets are paved with y'alls. Thanks for listening. The podcast will be up in an hour, uh, wherever podcasts are heard. And of course, all the stories I didn't get to can be found in one convenient place on my tiny website called MichaelSavage.com. Thank you.